0: Trying to figure it all out 30. My life got twisted when Corona came in town a- Now it got me right back on my parents' house Damn. I'm sitting here trying to figure this shit out hey. When I hit 30, thought I wouldn't be sad the next Oprah 30. on your TV says But my life hasn't worked out that way nope. And some of you can't relate hey. So here's my podcast my Dedicated 30. to 30. 30. all of the 30. Believers, 30. believers That had the life go switched yeah. up And this it's one's for. Get you your way. Never give up. Never, Never give in. Never. We're gonna do it until we're ten, until we 10. years older. Looking back and saying, "What did I even worry about <laughs> that?" Thirty-ish, thirty-ish. A podcast just for you <laughs> about adults trying to figure their ish out. So tune in, listen to me and some of my friends because we're going to tell you that it's okay. liked the last episode of the when you better yourself series with silk and roots i really really had a great time speaking with tyra i learned so much and i wanted to keep it kind of going um just because black women are just doing their thing right now you know what i mean i mean shout out to kamala harris the first woman and black person to be the vice president of the United States. So I wanted to keep up with that. And I have another great black woman that's gonna be on this episode of When You Bet On Yourself. Her name is Netta Dobbins. She is the founder and CEO of Connect, Minorities in Media Connect. And I had the pleasure of talking to her. So. I hope you enjoy the show. Let me know, like always, what you think on Twitter and Instagram, and thank you for tuning in to 30-ish. You get what you get. Welcome back to another episode of 30-ish. I am your host, Sasha Malakat, and we are back at it again. So if you are watching me, you're doing the right thing. If you're hearing me, that's great. Thank you for listening, but head on over to my ID page because this episode is another episode of when you bet on yourself so in this episode i have someone so near and dear to my heart okay i have my former roommate my (laughs) saura (laughs) And honestly, someone that I look up to, I have Netta Dobbins, the CEO and founder of MemConnect here to talk with us. So everyone give her a round of applause. Netta, welcome to When You Bet On Yourself. How are you?
1: I'm good. Hi, Sasha. It's been a couple of days.
0: I know. I'm so happy to have you on. (laughs) I have something to have you on. Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) I know. We just we literally y'all y'all don't know like Sasha we've been y'all know Sasha by now but our relationship we've been roommates for what like four years I think in New York and I just told her like this is the only thing I've seen her like really commit to for this long so I am excited that you've committed I'm excited to be here to share my story um so yeah oh
0: my goodness well thank you so much again for being on the show I know that you are booked and busy nowadays and let me I just have to biggie okay because I remember how how it started and now y'all I can't talk to Netta just Netta, I gotta go to her publicist <laughs> and I said oh okay my friend is
1: legit okay it's I gotta, I gotta make sure everything is just in ducks in a row
0: you know I love that I love that and Which brings me into, we're going to get right into this conversation, so other entrepreneurs can see basically how you did your thing, how you have elevated yourself and where you are now, and what you see for yourself in the future. Mm -hmm. So for
1: those who may not know,
0: what is MemConnect?
1: Mem Connect is the most engaged digital network helping professionals of color navigate their careers. Um, we are a platform helping just about ten thousand professionals nationwide, while also helping companies recruit, retain, and develop diverse talent. So we've really transitioned from just a recruitment tool to a one-stop shop for all diversity needs overall.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: pretty dope. Pretty Thank
0: dope. You. So how did it come about?
1: I mean, I know um,
0: the story, but <laughs> the other people know the story
1: too. Oh, for the viewers. I was like, um, Sasha, you were in the other room when you talked about <laughs> um, No, so Mem Connect started from my personal journey of working in um, entertainment PR initially. So I'm originally from Nashville, y'all will hear my Southern draw the more I talk. Um, and I had moved to New York to work in entertainment PR, did that for a while, worked in advertising, did that for a while. And while I had the opportunity to sit at some amazing tables with some amazing C-suite execs and work on multimillion dollar campaigns, etc. cetera, When I looked around, I was always the only person of color, the only woman, the youngest person in the room. I'm not even from here. There's just so much that kind of played into my own professional development, and I wanted to create a community of people that looked like me, that understood the nuances of navigating corporate America and were going through some of the same issues that I may have been going through. Um, So MemConnect started just as a group me chat. I had no intention of creating a company um, that was never... In my mind, I was never like, I'm going to grow up and be an entrepreneur. It kind of just happened. Um, so this group chat created it, didn't say none of it. In two weeks, there were over 300 people talking about, you know, I'm also the only person of color at my job. I also keep getting looked over for promotion. I also know that I'm getting underpaid and don't know how to negotiate a higher salary, right? And that's when I really realized that there's an opportunity to build something that's a resource for professionals of color. Beyond our internship, beyond entry level, because we already over index there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But to help people really scale in their career, because at this stage, you're like five years in the game, you're either transitioning to a new field or your next move has to be your best move because it really determines your career trajectory as a whole, right? Um, So that was kind of the genesis of MemConnect after seeing how quickly it caught on. it it just made sense to kind of transition it into something, um, that would be even more beneficial than, you know, just, just the group chat of people connecting with each other, but something that actually provided people with the resources to scale up overall.
0: That's dope. And I just remember the group me and then you had your first event and then for the first event, it's just like, I'm quitting my job. I'm doing (laughs) full time. Meanwhile, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, Are you nervous? Are you sure about this? And you were like very, very confident. So what made you want to take that leap and like venture into like entrepreneurship full time? What was that Mm -hmm. process like for you?
1: It was a lot of different things that played into it. Um, at this point in my career, I was kind of over the corporate life. Um, I loved advertising, being able to do some of the stuff that I was able to work on. It was great. I worked at a multicultural PR firm, PR firm multicultural advertising firm. So getting to see, you know, people of color doing things for people of color, etc. cetera. Um, that was cool. But I think at the end of the day, I just wanted to make an even bigger impact. Like I felt like my life wasn't too make TV ads and get people to buy things. It was to really be a resource to people and say that, hey, I've created something that really propels us forward, right? Um, So I think a lot of that, like, what is my purpose talk? And I think everybody kind of gets, or kind of finds themselves in that position every every five, 10 years, you're like, "What, what the hell am I doing? Like, what is my purpose, right? And I was having that existential crisis, like, um, what is this? What, what do I really want to do? And I think I had Mem Connect and I was like, you know, if I gave it my all and bet it on myself, like would this would this be something? And definitely was scary. The, the good thing about um, my jump was that I did have some money saved up. And I know some people, they're just like, I got to go right now. And that can be an issue. Like how do I find money, et cetera. And then I did still kind of freelance and do some marketing things on the side while building Mem Connect up. So it was scary, uh, but I think it was just time based on you know what I wanted out of life, where I felt kind of stagnant within the work that I was doing, and um, just wanted to serve a higher purpose. I think so. I bet it on myself. Scary as hell, um, but everything has worked out in a sense. Um, worked it so far. I mean, yeah. Overall, so I just got I just finished um, this other IG live thing. And she asked me, like, what's a quote that you live by? And I was like, I say this in every interview, so I'm gonna say it here, but it's um, passion produces perseverance, right? Entrepreneurship may look cool. You get to be your own boss. You get to be, in quotes, get to be your own boss. You're never really your own boss um, because now I have customers to service and companies to work with, et cetera. Um, But it's hard and there are a lot of ups and downs and a lot of the times, like, around this time, so MemConnect has been around for four years, and around this time for the past three years, I've been like, I'm gonna give this one more year, and we are gonna see what happens, right, I'm gonna give it, every, every time around the holidays, I'm like, it's got one more year out of me, and I think this is the first year where I feel like everything has finally gotten into, set into place, and I don't feel that, I can see the vision, I can see where we're going, so like, this holiday season, I'm like, super excited to strategize and keep things going, so, I, don't, I said a whole bunch of stuff that probably answered your question and didn't, but there we go. No, oh,
0: you answered it perfectly because there are ups and downs, especially when you are doing it yourself mm-hmm. and you don't have to clock in. And just like you, like your quote said, to be passionate will make you be more perseverance or have more perseverance to serve your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I know when I used to clock in, you know, I hated going to my job. <laughs> And when you start when you get to that point you don't have you don't care about it anymore so everything you do is very lackluster and then it Mm -hmm. builds on over into your personal life you're like hold on i don't even recognize this woman that's looking at me in the mirror right
1: now right like yeah and that's a that's a good point because like i was depressed like i can say that now um i have a therapist thank god and we've kind of cleared some stuff up but i was like you know when you're in it you don't see what you're in right and there are just so many other factors that played into the depression overall and just the sadness and like this ain't going nowhere i've been doing it for so long like i'm just wasting my time i'm wasting my i've quit my job for no reason like what the hell i'm in some city that i thought i was gonna be this big entertainment publicist working red carpets and none of that happened and now i have a failing business and i suck like that's just kind of how I felt um but it's good it's good to be on the other side of that it's good that I did kind of persevere and push through um despite how ugly the journey kind of got overall
0: yeah, those scars make a beautiful picture after all so with your full-time career did you take anything to and apply it to your business
1: oh uh, yeah I think it's I think I had or I worked in very good fields to be trans- to transition from those to going into entrepreneurship, right. Um, in PR, it was all about like public speaking, making sure that your clients can do it, setting up interviews, what do you say, what do you not say, how do you pivot conversations, and I kind of do that naturally now, which is great. Um, and then also, when it comes to advertising and marketing, I did a whole bunch of you know pitch decks. We had to sell concepts and campaigns to clients. And as an entrepreneur, you're always selling something, right? So I know how to tell that story in a way that's engaging based on who I'm talking to. Um, so I think those are two definitely great skills that I kind of picked up and transitioned into um entrepreneurship, the one thing that I never thought I would do, like I understand, I always understood that entrepreneurship was selling, but when I worked in advertising, I was more of a, let me put my head down and I just want to crank out the campaigns. I just want to crank out the work. I want to do the work. Um, and I hated, well, I could present to clients because it was my work and I'm like, ha, but I never wanted to like sell. Like I didn't want to be that account management person. that's just like liaising, liaising between like clients and company and all that um and just heavy sales right and I found myself one being one of one right now um I do have a team of contractors and stuff that do help me but being like the main face of the connect, it's a lot of like hard selling like that right which I didn't think that I would like I didn't like talking to people I could talk to five people and I'd be like I'm tired let me go sit in the corner I don't want to do it no more um but I've really built up that muscle this year actually over these past three months um, and that's something that I probably, I wish that I would have practiced more um, that's now, like I see that I'm, I'm good at it and stuff like that, but it would have helped to like, been immediately fired at it.
0: That's cool. I'm, I'm happy that you are open to like learning. And like you said, like putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, because literally when it's just you, you, you are forced to really get outside of yourself especially if you just want to work for yourself and not necessarily anybody else granted you have clients but they're your clients mm-hmm. they're not, you know you I mean I guess you do have the answer to them but it's different yeah <laughs> different than having to go into work so let's talk about when you elevate to new levels okay so mm-hmm. how do you walk into spaces when you feel or when you probably felt you didn't belong in them
1: imposter syndrome what you're doing sorry say
0: it again so it's kind of like a two-parter so the first question is like when you elevate yourself before you get to the point to where now you're confident in what you're doing and who you are and your business but when you first started I'm sure you probably went through a stage where it's kind of like an imposter syndrome, like, do I really know what I'm doing? I'm talking this talk. But like, do I really know what it's like? So how was that? And then what is it like now that you are confident in it, and you know what you're doing? And how do you walk into those, room, those rooms now?
1: Um, as an entrepreneur there are always going to be things that you're not confident about right so now I'm confident about like giving my 30 second elevator pitch I'm confident I'm confident about the products and services that we offer and being able to sell them Um, but there are still things that I'm not confident about like uh this client wants this we don't do that but I'm gonna say that we do so that you know we'll just we'll get it we'll get it done by any means necessary and I think that aspect or just that by any means necessary Um, mindset is gonna be super important for any entrepreneur, right? Because when you start a business, you have your mission, you have your vision, you have a way that you think this is gonna come to life, right? And oftentimes, the way that you imagine it coming to life is not the way that your consumers, customers, clients imagine it. So you have to pivot, right? And a lot of times that's saying yes to things that you're unsure about, right? Um, Or, you know, kind of going in selling something you think they want and then seeing if they actually do it and then coming back on the back end, like, okay, let me go make this real quick, right? Um, So it's kind of... In a way, it's like you, you have to put on a, a, your fly gym a little bit, but that you just have to in order to like get your foot in the door. And I think when I first started, I wasn't comfortable with that, right? Because in advertising, when you approach a client, you have, you've crossed your T's, dotted your I's, proofread it, you know what you're doing, right? And then to go into selling something completely new that nobody even knew, knew about, I'm like, okay, like this isn't, this idea isn't like formalized just yet. I can't pitch it to them. Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't know, right, Um, but I think I got comfortable with uncertainty, and that's definitely something that's made me a lot more confident, realizing that I have a lot of founder friends, and we all, don't nobody know what they're doing until you do it, right, honestly, 100%, nobody knows, nobody wakes up, and is like, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have all the answers, right, you get the answers by failing, Um, and fail fast is another one of the quotes that I love so much, because um, you, The quickest lessons are in failures, right? They hurt, so you're not going to do it no more, Um, but you have to put something out there and you have to test it out because if you just hold it in and you're waiting until it's perfect, you've waited too long or nobody ever sees it and you're kind of like asked out at the end of the day. Um, So I think what's, what's made me definitely confident, feeling fast, being comfortable with uncertainty, knowing that I know what I know and there are things that I don't know. I don't go into a room thinking I have all the answers, right? If I have a question about something I'm going to ask and I'm going to level, level the playing field or level the conversation so that we're all on the same page and that we're having an authentic conversation with each other. Um, And I think that's what's made me a lot more confident. Um, Additionally, I think I'm talking really fast. I'm out of breath. (laughs) Let me just take a deep breath. Hold on, y'all. As entrepreneurs, sometimes you just get so excited and you just talk about a minute. I'm sorry. I know that that was hard for y'all to listen to because I am legit out of breath. Hold on. I was... Gonna,
0: I, I, to me, it didn't seem fast, but now that you have said it as fast and I see your reaction
1: to it, it, it probably was... I was just- talking about 50 words a second. You were. You were speaking so- <laughs> fast. Yeah. I just get excited y'all you should passion produces perseverance get excited about what you're selling um but yeah i don't really i don't remember because i'm tired now but there's some there's some gems in there somewhere
0: i just remember that quote that you um just said like you have to fail and you're gonna fail. like just fail fast because that used to always like stop me from doing stuff because i'm like i don't have it together i just don't think that i could just do it and then luckily for me, well, right before the pandemic hit, I had already made a point that I'm like, I'm going to do 30-ish. I'm going to do it. And then everything hit, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And then I'm like, no, you said you're going to do it this year. Did one show. Now I'm 12 shows in plus two bonus. Well, this is my third bonus. So 15 shows so far. Hey. Hey keep that in mind that I'm going to fail at it at some point I mean I'm probably failing at it now you know what I mean right. but I'm doing it and the more and more I do it the better I get how I'm speaking right. to people is better you were the first person that I actually had to go through so now I know like how that is if I you know reach out to somebody and they do have a publicist how to go about it in that time <laughs> It may have not always been the best way, but I'm learning. I failed at
1: that a little bit.
0: But i you know, I'm taking it in. Because eventually I do want to get to a level where I have people, in order to reach me, you got to go through people too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just looking at you and how you have been navigating your career and your business, I'm like, damn, I'm so proud. Look at Netta Diamonds out here.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think like when we talk about like just the whole publicist thing to cuz once again did not like talking to people introverted now um on podcasts I'm on the news I'm in media mm-hmm. I I'm mm-hmm. commercials I'm doing all this and I think it's it's just crazy to see how things kind of shift and change um and then like I I for entrepreneurs overall, or just like people, I think relationships are super important. Um, this is not a question. This is just a free advice. Relationships are super important. Um, and that's why I admire about you, Sasha, because we've been friends for a while. And I always surround myself with people who tell me the truth, tell me the truth, um, and keep me level-headed. And I think, like, as an entrepreneur and as you're kind of accelerating and doing, going to the next level, to the next level, it's easy to lose sight of what your personal values are. So it's super important to have people around you that keep you level-headed. And then a publicist who makes sure that you approach things the right way and puts that like a barrier between you and just a whole bunch of foolishness, right. honestly. Not saying that all entrepreneurs need a publicist, but like, who is that person for you, right? Who, who are the people that you're gonna surround yourself with that as you level up, they're gonna keep you um, sane. They're gonna be the outlet because everything doesn't belong on Twitter. Put it in the group chats. Um, and they're going to make sure that they're extending opportunities to you that are going to put you in a great light.
0: That's that's some great advice. Some free advice, some great advice, which Mm -hmm. actually helps to segue into my next Mm -hmm. question. When building a team to help execute your vision, what do you look for? So you are the lead. So you have contractors, so people who help you. Where do you go, or how do you go about that in necessarily like what am I trying to just I asked the question I don't know why I'm trying to explain
1: it more I got you I think um building a team the right team is super important right um and I think a lot of the times when you as an entrepreneur when you first get this idea you're like okay this is my idea and I can do it all like this podcast let's take you in this podcast right um this is a Sasha Malachi show 30-ish I'm gonna host it I'm gonna produce it I'm gonna set everything up it's great I don't need nobody right as you scale you're going to need a production crew right you're going to need someone who's planning these interviews because you don't need to be reaching out to them you just need to show up do your thing right and i think when you first start a company like you want to control so much of it that even though you need a team you're scared about what you're going to give the team and who's going to be able to do what and is this the right position and i think like prior to the team i've had now i've had a couple of teams right and all of these people were like very passionate about Mem connect or very passionate about helping me. Right. And they were like, okay, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And it was kind of just like, I need help. So yep, yep, yep. Or I don't know what I need help with, but I know I'm supposed to have a team. So yep, yep, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now like in the position I'm in, looking back on it, um, as a leader, I probably didn't set them up for success. Right. Cause they were like, I was like, okay, I need someone to run social. Here's someone who does graphic design that wants to help go run social right that doesn't make sense it doesn't translate it's not the right position so of course they weren't going to get that right right um and I think the main like from those kind of lessons learned it's very much like one ensure that the people that you're putting in positions have done it before right put them in positions to succeed to Put them in positions to succeed. Ensure that, you know, everyone is on the same page about what you expect and what are the, like, what are the goals for this role, right? Does this even align with what the person wants to do? Because once again, I'm working with a bunch of contractors and freelancers. So, you know, this isn't their full-time job, right? So oftentimes they're probably working with me to get a little exposure to something they're interested in or, you know, um, just to support the mission overall, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important to understand, like, what are their personal goals? And how does that align with what I need them to do here? Um, three, you have to find someone who's actually interested in the mission of the company, right? Um, when you start something, people think it's cool, and they're like, "Oh, I like you," or "Oh, like you're my friend," or "Oh, this seems cool," but they need to be driven by the same things that you're driven by and passionate about that too. Um, if not, there could be a not a rift, but like y'all y'all just aren't on the same page, right? Um, this could just be a job to them, and they could just be helping you out, and then that's not really beneficial at the end of the day when you know their work becomes subpar or um, they're just not as interested as you, right? So I think that's super important. I think all three of those play a big thing in building a team. Um, also, as a leader, understand that these people are not going to work for you forever, right? Uh, I think, and I think we can talk a whole, about like corporations and all of that, but. A lot of companies expect people to be, like, that's the only job you're going to have for 10 years. We are millennials in general. Nobody's going to stay in a place, honestly, probably more than three years or so, right? Um, so not only, like, make sure that they understand their goals and what you want them to accomplish within your company, but ensure that you're helping them be able to reach the next level. That next level may not be within your company, and that's okay. You can say that you helped them get to that next level. And I think, Especially for Mem Connect, like that's what we're all about. We create access for opportunities. Um, so I can't force people to kind of just stay here forever if I'm trying to create economic opportunity for um, more people or more people. So um, that's the unselfish part of me right now, being an entrepreneur, like prepare people no matter where they go. Um, and I think that's very much a key to being a good leader. I actually, so I got some of this like great feedback today because I did. Um, reviews with my team so I have like a team of seven and we kind of talk through like everything that I've kind of stated here um so it's like fresh on my heart and on my mind
0: that's great because I the selfish part of me is I get attached right so Mm -hmm. like you'll get attached to people and then like you know that people aren't going to always be there and then they move on but it's like but you started with me so Mm -hmm. what do you mean um which leads me to the next question of how do you set a price on your service and business and talking to people who are just now starting out, they often lowball themselves, like they don't know what their price is or what they're worth. Um, what have you learned thus far and how do you manage that?
1: Um, so there's a lot of different things to say. Cool. The first thing any entrepreneur should do is start with like a competitive analysis. So who are other companies doing something the same thing or similar and what are their products? And I hate when, because I, I help entrepreneurs kind of formalize their ideas today too. Um, and a lot of people are like, you know, this is an original idea. Nobody's done it before. No, it's not sis. It's not. Um, Somebody's done it before. Somebody's done something similar. And it will save you a lot of time if you go and you figure out like, okay, what have they done? What looks like it's working? Who's their audience and how much are they paying? Because you know, like, you can price yourself so that you're competitive, right? um depending on what you're doing some of these this pricing may not be as easily accessible and you'll have to do a little bit more research um on industry standards etc but I think step one is always just research over the industry um step two I don't think it's bad don't completely lowball yourself but I don't think it's bad to charge like a little less um, or something that you feel comfortable with asking people when you first start out, right? Because depending on how saturated the market is that you're going into and how many other companies are doing the same thing, um, your lower prices could get you that entryway into the company to you know, make some connections, et cetera, improve your product, get you some trial customers first before you're charging thousands of dollars and people are like, this shit sucks. And now, like your reputation is wrong, right? Um, so I've seen entrepreneurs and companies do, very discounted services or you know free couple month trials just to see how people test the product and how they're liking it etc um but i think once you kind of figure out okay this is what we're getting you know repeat sales in and this is what is competitive within the industry that you should definitely start charging what you're worth i think that when it comes to mem connect this year is probably the first year that we've really charged what we're worth um, and i still think that it's very low like i'm still my clients tell me that it's low. And they're like, you're doing, like, my clients love me. They're like, they refer me to other people. They're like, you are know, doing such great work. You need to charge more. And I, I take that as a great sign. Like, oh, you're willing to pay more. Like, that's great feedback. You're willing to pay more? Well, let me run it up, you know? Um, and I think this year is the first year, one, I've been, you know, more comfortable going to a company and saying, okay, this this is 50,000. Point blank period. Like, I would never say that in the last year. like, where did the I want to tell people it's $500. It's, it's you know, just how much, you budget know, maybe a hundred, does that work? Um, But no, being very confident in the pricing. And I think because I know, like, I know I have a steady team. I know the product is good. I know how to reiterate what we've done. And um, I think that's been important when it comes to sales to just having that confidence and saying, this is the price um, and not making it so debatable. Well, you know, the, no, this is the price and they'll pay the price. And I think, a major accomplishment for us is that in the past three months I've hit um, my first six figures which is amazing oh. uh, <laughs> which is super it's super exciting when you when you kind of really um, understand your product and your market and the pricing for it um, so that's super exciting and I think a major accomplishment for like any business owner
0: congrats that's Thank amazing you.
1: all
0: your yeah. Listen,
1: you said you wanted to be on that Forbes list. I'ma get on it. Dirty under dirty. Holla at me. Yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> it's next, you know? Uh, what does the average day look like when you're working for yourself?
1: Okay, well, let's see. Because it's eight o'clock at night and I'm doing a podcast and this is not out of the normal, right? So let's just take it back from today. Um, so honestly, every day is different. Um, most days I'm in like I'm talking to people all day, like as the face of a company, you talk to people all day because you are the face, you are the selling, et cetera, especially like as a small company, right? So I'm usually in a bunch of sales calls. I can have anywhere between five to 11 sales calls a day. Um, I may have, you know, press to do. So today I'm doing the podcast earlier. I did a IG takeover and it's a part of a campaign called share the mic now which was started by um, Bozama and Lovey as a way to increase allyship among black and white women. So I had the opportunity to share the mic now with um, Facebook's VP of global business. So I was doing that all day in between meetings. Um, and then somewhere in between all these meetings and all this press, I have to actually do work. So that's putting you know, pitch decks together, that's you know, doing some sales stuff. So usually that happens like post six o'clock when the office is closed and like my employees aren't like hitting me up and I can just kind of focus. I grab my wine. I'm like, okay, let me just put all this together. Um, so honestly, I wake up at six. I probably go to sleep around 10-ish. Um, but six to 10, it's like six to 10 p.m. to be clear. Um, six a.m. to 10 p.m. to be super clear um, is a lot of me, you know, just talking to people all will day long um so yeah
0: that is a schedule that's a pretty deep schedule do you do you stay so when you i guess it's kind of kind of how it was like when you went to work like you went to work at a certain time and you went to stuff afterwards but like just keep your the other guest that i had before she said keep yourself on the schedule Because once you start having a schedule, it's going to become second nature. You'll start being able to plan out your days a little bit better. When you're waking up all different times because you're working for yourself, that's a recipe for disaster.
1: Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, And this is another thing that I took from advertising. It was not a healthy trait, but in advertising, you work crazy hours. I remember being in the office until 3 o'clock a.m. one day. Like, that was crazy and I think um knowing that I can't operate like that even though it's not great um propel me or help me with entrepreneurship too because like I'm I'm used to the the fast pace and to getting it done um but I do agree with being on the schedule I'm an early morning person early of storm so I know that I'm way more productive in the morning than at night Um, and when I'm tired, I want to go to sleep. Like I'm not going to do nothing. Like after this podcast, I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to sleep. Um, and if I want to get, you know, stuff done, like stuff that I have to sit here and like think deeply about or be hyper-focused, I wake up super early. So like a five or six o'clock day. Um, and sometimes when I wake up, you know, I take my time, I go get my coffee. I kind of like Play some music, try to wake up a little, and then some days I'm like, all right, out the bed straight here to my desk. Um, so it really just depends on kind of what I have going on, and I live by my Google Calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it does not exist. Um, I put outings with my friends on this calendar so I don't overschedule things. So I think having a schedule, but also having that one place where everything lives, is super important, so that you're not like, oh, okay, I forgot. It. You have to be. You have to be over organized as an entrepreneur especially when it comes to like clients and deadlines and all that
0: that's a great tip having something that you can visually see to versus a normal schedule for your body mm-hmm. um what's your self-care routine like i know you said that sometimes you drink wine and stuff you get your coffee anything else
1: therapy um no therapy is self-care 100 percent. i think coffee and tea coffee tea wine therapy i have my candles um i don't know if that's really self-care but i like i just like lighting them and it makes me feel like kind of zen um
0: that's a self-care in order for you to work
1: you like candles you know i like doing that um i also i've been doing a lot better being just nicer to myself and giving myself some grace um so like I said, like after this interview, I'm going to sleep, right? I have stuff that I should be doing, but if I do it, it's it's going to be subpar. I'm going to be mad when I look at it tomorrow and I'm just wasting my time and stayed up past whatever time I really want it to be. So I think understanding that it's okay to have a checklist, but everything ain't going to be checked off every day and that's okay, right? And some days like I wake up, like especially last week with during the election and stuff, I was, I know, I know how I felt. I was just like, blah. Um, and when I'm like blah instead of sitting here trying to force myself to keep doing stuff I shut off my computer and I went outside and I went to Target and I was so happy to be in Target like I had my mask on and I was just like smiling and then my mask like I'm so happy to be in Target um so it's just like little little things like that um and just listening to your body and the way that what your body is telling you and kind of giving into that and I'm not saying like Every time your body tells you to take a nap, take a nap. Because sometimes there's just laziness. <laughs> laziness. Um, but if you really can't like think straight and you really can't focus, it's okay to take a break and do something that makes you feel alive. Especially um, now during COVID when we're all kind of stuck in a house um, and winter is coming. So seasonal depression also can play into that. Um, so just be, just be nice to yourself. I think that's the best form of self-care. And get off social media sometimes. Like I have social media now. I don't even really be posting like that unless it's business stuff. Um, so you can manage that however you, you like to manage it. But I think understand what upsets you and raises your heart or has your like your, your shoulders all the way up here and makes you so tense and try to like relieve yourself of those things little by little. I love that.
0: Be nice to yourself. We could all be nice to ourselves.
1: Um, The power of networking
0: is rooted in MemConnect. So how have you mastered networking and what advice can you give to others who may struggle with it?
1: I just did a whole segment on networking a couple weeks ago. Um, Once again, I started this company and I didn't like talking to people. I'm very introverted. I think... Three tips that I have for anyone who is looking to be a better networker. Um, and this could be, I, I'll do a couple because some is like pre-COVID and i can give you some for now. Um, Pre-COVID, what really helped me, especially when attending like networking events is understand, um, one, identify who you're talking to and who you wanna talk to, right? Um, a lot of people just line up for the panelists after the event and sometimes that conversation is fruitful, sometimes it's not. So I would always do you know, a little bit of research into who, who are the panelists and who's talking, right? And what exactly what I want from them. Now, I'm not saying that this needs to be a transactional relationship and you should immediately go up and be like, hey, Netta, I want a job um, because that never works out. But understand who they are and kind of like what your goal is and then start from there. Because like some people just talk just to talk um, and that's, you just say stuff and nobody's paying attention, right? So understand your goal. Two, get your little elevators pitched down together should be like no longer than 15 to 30 seconds um and practice it i think a lot of people are like hey i'm such and such i was born in nashville and i moved to new york five years ago and i live in brooklyn and you know i have a dog and you know i really want a job in strategy and i know that you're a strategy director but i started strategy from like all this stuff that does not matter right so get your your 15 second pitch straight down and understand exactly Who you are and how you're going to introduce yourself. And the more you say that, the easier it'll be. Um, And then, three, once again, don't go up to somebody and immediately be like, I want a job or I want this. Like, really build an authentic relationship with them. Ask them out for coffee. Um, Because we're in a digital world, you can do digital coffee. Um, You can do a a 15 second chat or 15 second, 15 minute intro chat, informational, whatever. Um, So, there are definitely ways to kind of transition this from irl to digital i think the last important thing too is like you're not you're probably going to get more from the people that sit beside you versus the people on the panel right they're busy they have a lot of stuff to do everybody's lined up to talk to them they're not likely not going to remember you unless you just say something amazing right um so network like isa said network across um talk to everybody talk to as many people as you can and just be prepared to once again have a mutually beneficial relationship it's not always about how can people help you but you'll probably get more out of somebody thinking about how you can help them so every time that I'm meeting a new person now I'm like okay how can how can I help you or like in my head I'm like oh who can I connect them with et cetera, et etc and that's the way people are really going to remember you and the impact that you made within that 15 minutes or day or whatever
0: that's smart. I like the way that you go into that. So just have two more questions for you. What's next for Mem Connect? That's one.
1: <laughs> um, there are a lot of different ways that Mem Connect can go. And honestly, I'm spending these last two months strategizing and figuring it out. Um I'm gonna leave it there. Okay. There are things I can't really talk about right now. Oh, I- <laughs> Really talk about right now money moves what's the card we saw <laughs> that,
0: sound <like> my <laughs>
1: oh, that was not it money moves that was not it uh that was not it but she says that in the song bodek yellow i think but yes oh um, i don't dance now i make money moves that's not bodek yellow what is that i, said, I don't gotta dance i don't it's about can if you see me in the I'm a boss. She was working. Yeah. Now she says she gonna do what a hoop. Let's find out and see. Cardi B, you know where I'm at. You know where I'll be. All right.
0: It's Monica, I think.
1: Um, I think it is Monica. you are
0: old, y'all. Listen, that balance. You know, you can spit a rap lyric and you can talk about your business because. I um my other question my last question is any advice other than the advice that you gave because you gave a lot of great information out um anything else that you can think of that would serve anybody that's looking to get started in this journey of being an entrepreneur
1: i gave a lot of gems wow i feel like all my all my quotables that i usually say hi
0: read any books that assisted you maybe
1: or you see all these books
0: i do see all those books
1: um i read a lot of books i think the best honestly these books are great but that's not where i learned a lot of the stuff i think life is your best teacher and getting out there and just kind of doing it and failing fast, once again, the biggest, the best thing that you can do. Um, You have to start somewhere. And I think that's that's just my my best tip, fail fast, put something out there. It's not gonna be pretty and beautiful the first time. It will get there. Go back and look at um, Google. Like Google's first logo shit was ugly. Uh, (laughs) Go back and look at a lot of this stuff. Um, It's not what it is today, but these are now, you know, billion dollar companies. Amazing, right? That we utilize every day. Google is now a verb. It's not a company. I'm about to go Google something, right? So just think about like the impact that you're making long-term and don't let the fear of things being perfect when you start out. Um, deter you or hinder you from starting don't be afraid to start
0: love it now that was my last question but i do have one more just one more um with this series i like to say that the model is lifting as we climb is there any other black owned business or small business or any content creators that you want to shout out give some acknowledgement to have some people you know find who they are people don't know
1: Yeah. um, First, I want to shout out my line sister. Her name is um, at the Lena Hambrick. She is a um, natural hair care influencer, family lifestyle now. She's actually been like really pushing me to create more content, to talk more on social media. Um, Once again, I don't really like talking to people, um, but she's like really pushing me there. So definitely appreciate her and all that she's doing in just like the content creation world of all. I also want to shout out um, Lenore Champagne Burn. That's my role dog. Um, Lenore has an amazing company called Bright Ventures that focuses on um, coaching and consulting companies and startups to ensure that leadership is whole and in a way, with us being whole, we can now serve our stakeholders better, including you know our customers, investors, et cetera, et cetera. So very much um, an accelerator built around the mental health of your founders. Uh, and I think a lot of accelerators ca- kind of are so much focused on scaling so quickly that they don't take like, hey, we're not machines, we're people. Um, so I really admire the work she's doing. I actually went through her leadership accelerator, um, and she's amazing. And I also want to shout out my publicist, Tequila. She's great. She gets me all my opportunities. Um, And you, Sasha, once again, listen, the longest thing that you've ever done.
0: (laughs) No, for real, you guys. For real. Because, you know, I'm just so happy to talk to people. I realize I like to connect. And I I always kind of struggle with how I can do it or how I flow with things. And I'm just a natural at just talking in front of a microphone and putting people in, on the other side. So honestly, the pandemic helped me. You helped me a lot. So thank you because just being in your presence, listen, you, when everybody around you is doing big things and you're the one that's just like talking, <laughs> you are really forced <laughs> to get there with them and you you know for people who are that friend or they may be you know the person in their inner circle that's not moving as quickly as everybody else it's not a race you do things at your own time your own speed but you do need those people around to help you want to get to their level and if you don't have anybody in your life or in your circle that's motivating you to do better and get better every single day then you have to start shifting and finding people that will serve you just like you will serve them. So thank you so much, Netta. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show, girl. You're welcome, girl. Well, thanks, everyone. Please check out. It's like how many times you gonna say thank you? I know, but I'm letting the people know. Now I'm talking to the audience. I everyone. Check out Mem Connect on Instagram. And what's the website? Is it just www.memconnect.com?
1: Yep, MemConnect. M-I-M-Connect. C-O-N-N. C-O-N-N. E-C-T. Sorry. It's late, y'all. I told y'all I was late. I'm tired. MemConnect.com. Um, me, at Netta Dobbins, everywhere. All right.
0: Until next time, this is... 30-ish, a podcast for adults figuring their ish out. Later. 30-ish, a podcast for adults figuring their ish out. You can hear 30-ish each and every Sunday
1: on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM.